0: Hey everyone, before this episode begins, I would just like to apologize in advance for the audio quality. With COVID-19 requiring social distancing, I'm not able to use my recording equipment with guests in person. However, I still wanted to be able to produce episodes for you to listen to, especially since we are all bored at home. With that being said, this is the best I can get the audio without recording in person. I hope these more relaxed episodes will still bring a little light into your day. Remember to stay safe and wash your hands and stay six feet apart. Enjoy! Welcome and thank you for listening to this little light of mine. My name is Lauren, and you are listening to a series on formative stories that build people into who they are that will hopefully bring a little light into your day. Today, I am joined with Natalie. Thank you so much for joining me today! Thank you. Natalie is a fashion and wedding photographer based in Utah, a wife of seven years and a mother to a five-year-old. Um, now, Natalie, your story kind of begins when you got a theater degree, right?
1: Yes, ma'am. So will you kind of
0: take us um, take us through that and how, why you chose to get a theater degree and what made you decide that and...
1: Um, kind of your journey of getting that degree? Of course. Back in high school, I went to a performing arts charter school. And at the time, I just really loved being on stage. But I also learned that I loved technical theater and photography from being in yearbook. I had leadership roles in student council. So I literally had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward to my senior year, I went to a Shakespeare competition in Utah. And I won, and I got a scholarship, and that's how I decided where I was going to school and what I was going to do. Perfect. So you (laughs) kind of got that
0: great opportunity that um, led you on your way to what you thought your future would be at that
1: time. Exactly. I totally expected to be that person working three odd jobs while I was performing throughout my whole Mm. life. Yeah. So you went to college. You got your theater
0: degree. You had an intention of performing, and then you met your husband in college, right? Hmm.
1: Yep. And he is not a theater major. No, <laughs> he's an accountant. My so very different. <laughs> just a little. My roommate, who at the time introduced us, was in a business class with him, and she said oh, he's probably already rich. He has money and stocks. And (laughs) my sweet little Bohemian spirit was like, ugh, stability. That sounds awful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then he he bribed me with free pizza. So uh, it worked out. Pretty perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you ended up getting married and Mm -hmm. then um, you became a mother. And through motherhood, Um, you got, that's obviously a busy job on itself, so you're not performing (laughs) full-time anymore, um, and you're starting to work odd jobs, so will you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Of course, um, when my son was about one, I tried to go back to work, and I started working graveyards at an emergency room here in northern Utah, and I would do registration, so I'd be that person who would go into the room at four in the morning and say, hey, I'm so sorry that you're here with... Uh, kidney stone and that you feel like you're dying can I get $500 from you
0: (laughs) not the funnest job So
1: nobody liked me (laughs) Uh (laughs) and then after nine months of that it just was not very conducive to actually spending time with my husband or my son and Mm -hmm. so I quit that job and then I started working at a daycare which was great because I could bring my son with me and I wasn't working at four in the morning Yeah, But after six months of that, I'd had some health issues that were just being exacerbated and were getting worse. So I had to quit that job because I was too sick with some fill-in-the-blank illness that I couldn't work.
0: So through this time of you kind of doing these odd jobs, um, were you still pursuing theater in in any form? Or were you just mainly focused on um, being a mother and then also – working those extra jobs on the side
1: yeah I actually was when I was still working at the ER I was in the musical Legally Blonde I was Vivian I I was Warner's mean fiance at Harvard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then after that I did some choreography for a show called The Fantastics and then when Bri was to Bri, my son, I was in a show at the off Broadway theater in Salt Lake city where they write their own comedy parodies. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're still being able to use your theater degree to some extent and, um, you know, pursuing that career that you had always wanted as, uh-huh. well from your senior year. Yeah. So then you began to have these health issues that are keeping you from, um, a normal job and, um obviously keeping you from doing
1: theater as well. Mm-hmm. At the time it was it actually started during Legally Blonde because if you know anything about the show Vivian has this huge high note belty number at the end mm-hmm. of the show. And totally. I was taking care of my voice. I was doing all the right warm-ups, everything, but my voice was so tired that if I didn't just mouth the rest of the ensemble pieces throughout the show, I couldn't sing that number at the end, Mm -hmm. which is not normal for voices if you've ever tried to sing. (laughs) And so I went to a bunch of different specialists about why my glands were swollen and why my throat was always hurting. And through that, I noticed that the rest of my body was always hurting. And so I got some misdiagnoses from some specialists for different autoimmune issues I got diagnosed correctly with a thyroid condition. Um, I was misdiagnosed with something called lupus and something called rheumatic fever, which you get after having scarlet fever, like a Jane Austen character. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) And that was the point where I had to stop Cedar and quit my jobs and move back in with my parents, actually. My husband and son and I moved back to St. George to live in their basement for about six six. months
0: well that's so hard because you've got these health conditions that are not only preventing you from pursuing the career you wanted Mm -hmm. preventing you from pursuing the careers that you're having to pursue on the side and making it hard for you to really be able to focus on being a mother and spending time with your son when you're you know preoccupied with not feeling healthy and not feeling well yes (laughs) ma'am It was so, a rough
1: time, yeah
0: so as these health issues were preventing you from like working a normal job and you told me that you had picked up your old camera from high school, so what kind of um, prompted you from that or what um, made
1: you start to focus
0: on photography again?
1: I just felt like I wasn't able to have any sort of creative outlet at all not being able to participate in theater anymore because I was too sick to leave the house some days I felt Mm -hmm. like there was nothing else that was fulfilling me in that way obviously being a wife and a mother and a friend they're all fulfilling in different ways but being such a creative person I felt like my artistic outlets weren't being fulfilled
0: of course yeah and so
1: like I mentioned I was in yearbook and I actually taught how to shoot a camera in manual my senior year of high school. So I knew the basics. And Mm -hmm. I just picked it back up. And I started messaging some friends in the area saying, Hey, if I buy you pizza, if I buy you a cupcake, if I buy you Uh coffee, will you model for me? And that actually started taking off really fast. And I started feeling super fulfilled and getting actually paid gigs from that, which was shocking. And within my first three months of picking my camera back up, I flew out to Chicago for three different paid shoots. So you're getting
0: very successful, very fast. Mm-hmm. Three months is like, in, you know, in the hindsight, it looks, seems like a long time. But when you're pursuing any sort of career in entertainment or you know, anything that is freelance, sort of like photography, it is, three months is, is a great period of time to have such a um, big pickup in a new career. It is a hot second. Yep. I was very lucky. Mm-hmm. So two years later now, at this point, you have your own photography business and you're shooting weddings and fashion. Um, What is your favorite thing about doing photography now that it is your main um, focus along
1: with motherhood and being a wife and a friend and all those other great things? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that my favorite part about photography is something that was my favorite part about theater. And the reason why I started pursuing it to begin with is the ability to tell a story I don't just try and take a picture that looks pretty or try to take a picture that has nice composition. I try to tell a story through the picture where you're going to look back on it in 50 years and remember the exact emotion and the exact moment in time.
0: So you grew up wanting this career in theater and that was your main focus. And then now your career is in photography. What skills do you think that you learned in theater, um, have helped you in photography?
1: Well, I think a big thing is improv. You have to be on your toes because especially on wedding days, you never know what's going to go wrong and something's going to go wrong. So, <laughs> so <For sure. laughs> just like if somebody forgot their line or missed a cue coming on stage, being able to be that photographer who's really flexible and really able to keep, keep the boat afloat <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a saying, <laughs> <laughs> but just being a dependable, um, that dependable photographer for couples is is very calming for them when they're already so frazzled. Mm-hmm.
0: You get to be the constant in their life because you've already learned those skills on you know kind of faking it till you make exactly. it. Exactly. So, um, do you think that? Like, looking back, do you think you were always destined to turn to photography? Or um, do you still kind of have a part of you that wishes that you were pursuing theater as a full-time career?
1: Hmm. Love it. I think that a part of me was always destined to be a photographer. Because even from the time of being 12 years old, I was that 12-year-old who was following my family around Disneyland saying, Stop! Pose! This tree in Adventureland is perfect! And (laughs) it was either that or becoming, you know, a director in the theater world. (laughs) I was always destined to boss people around, let's say. (laughs) Uh, And I do love that photography has a much more flexible schedule. I think that when I was pursuing theater, it was a very one track mind of I'm not going to get married till I'm in my thirties. Who knows if I'll even have kids, but being able to have that family and be a parent and be able to still have a creative artistic fulfilling career that isn't mm-hmm. keeping me away 16 hours a day it's not something that I yeah. ever thought I'd be able to have so yeah I'm very grateful for photography mm-hmm. well I mean a
0: lot of the people that I have on the show are a lot of my friends who are um choosing to pursue your Choosing to pursue theater as a career, mm-hmm. and they're still in high school, and most of them have the mindset of, "Yeah, I don't know how this is going to go, but we're just going to, but try we're going to do I'm it. To be super broke. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and am probably not going to get married or have kids for a long time. But photography is completely different because you get to make your own hours pretty mm-hmm. much, and you get to, um, you know, have a lot more of that flexibility that you don't find in theater. Yeah,
1: I definitely. I did not realize how stringent the theater world was until I mm-hmm. left it for a minute. And I was like, oh, oh, I get to see my husband. I get yeah. to, I get to watch my child reach these milestones that I've been missing during rehearsal. This is great. And yeah. I am not saying that theater is bad in any way. I still love it, but it takes a very mm-hmm. certain kind of lifestyle that...
0: Yeah, it takes a toll. Yeah. For sure.
1: <laughs> and since I have other commitments in my life where it's not just my one love of theater now, I'm really... Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I will always love theater, but I am grateful for the schedule that photography provides me. For
0: sure. So now that you are settled in photography... What would you say to yourself um, when you were in high school thinking about theater? Would you tell yourself to not ever pursue theater and just go straight to photography? Or do you think that there, your time in theater really helped set you up for Oh,
1: it? I think that it was instrumental in creating the person that I am and the career that I have. I, like I said, I did some technical stuff with theater. And so being a stage manager mm-hmm. and a choreographer and doing all of the technical things gave me such a good work ethic because those techies, holy smokes. They will be there two everything. hours before the actors and eight hours after. For sure. And being an actor taught me to take direction well. It taught me if you're not early, you're late. It taught me how to work mm-hmm. well with others. Like, I would not be the person that I am today without theater.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, now, again, through this journey of you finding photography, you did struggle with your health. And um, I'm sure that some poor mentality came with that of being very frustrated and what would you say to yourself um uh, while you were kind of going through that hard transition oh uh,
1: a lot I <laughs> um I think the biggest one would be don't be fatalistic this is not a forever issue mm-hmm. yes my health still is an ongoing problem but y- I will I guess I'm talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> yes, <Okay. laughs> health is still an ongoing problem and you will still struggle with it, but it's not something that will keep you bedridden for months at a time. It'll keep you bedridden for days at a time. And you will learn mm-hmm. how to best listen to your body and the type of diet that you need and the type of physical activity that you can handle. You will learn so much about yourself. So don't. Don't be scared and don't act like this is the end of your life. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <All> right. <laughs> Give myself some tough okay. love <laughs>
0: uh-huh, for sure. Um. So throughout that kind of dark time in your life that we talked about, the anxieties that came with that, um, if you could say that one specific light, one positive thing came out of it, what would you say that is?
1: Oh, um, oh, so much. <laughs> In the moment it's always my life is hard my life is terrible uh-huh. but looking back on it it's hard to focus on those because of all the great things that came out of it the great friendships that I've yeah. gained and the relationship I think the relationship with others and with the higher power that I believe in like I've just mm-hmm. learned to be a lot more present and aware of myself and those around me, which has been really special.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got one last question for you. If somebody was interested in your photography, where? Oh, I you? love
1: this question. Gotta <laughs> have a plug, right? Plug me up, baby. Uh, you can go to my website opiaglow.com that's o-p-i-a glow.com or my instagram is opiaglowphoto perfect well thank you so much for coming and joining me today Natalie and
0: sharing your (laughs) life thank you Lauren thank you to the audience for choosing to tune in and I hope you will join us next time to hear another formative story this has been this little light of mine with Lauren